I love wiffle ball. No other way to explain it. Just something about the game. The feel of the grass. Smacking that ball all over the field. Making plays. Diving head first, whatever it takes to get the job done. That's what wiffle ball means to me. Striking out grown men. Watching their knees buckle on a call third strike. Set out, bud. And then, of course, the home runs. The base hits. The big, big home runs at the big moments. That's a whiff of greatness. Join us all season long for the Joe Aguirre story. A CMG podcast. What's going on, Hoops fans? It's the Posting Up Podcast here. My name is Lucas Bolduck, and I'm joined, as always, by King Zay and Sean Scanlon. And, you know, I notice I don't shout out Jace enough for producing when he doesn't come on. So Jace is always with us. He's just sometimes not on screen. So shout out to him. Um, gentlemen, how are we doing today? Doing good. How about you? Good, good. Uh, so uh, like I always say, let's waste no time getting into our first topic of the day. Obviously, this upcoming weekend is the All-Star Weekend, uh, although it will all be jam-packed into one day. Uh, games will take a pause after Thursday and resume, I believe, the following Wednesday? Following Thursday. Okay. Thursday. And and then, yeah, obviously, so they're going to do a little different this year, obviously, due to COVID restrictions and all that. The skills challenge and the three-point contest will be before the All-Star game, and the dunk contest will be at halftime. Uh, I, I think that kind of should, in my opinion, that should be flip-flopped. Um, I don't know. I think the dunk contest is a little too long to do at halftime. I think that the players sitting maybe maybe look for some unfortunate injuries in the second half of that all-star game. These players are going to be sitting for at least a half an hour. Um, <laughs> what are you guys, Sean, we'll start with you. What are you guys looking forward to most about uh, this, this all-star weekend? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be weird having the dunk contest uh, at halftime. Usually, you know, Saturday night of All-Star Weekend is usually my favorite with, you know, you get all the celebrities there and obviously all the players surrounding. But uh, obviously the dunk contest, I think, is the most electric. That's that's still what I'm looking forward to the most. It's going to be weird that it's at halftime. But, I mean, that's always the biggest event, um, obviously. Uh, there, there's some good contenders in there this year. Uh, not a couple of notable names, but uh, Cassius Stanley, who was a rookie from Duke last year, he can absolutely fly. His vertical is insane. Um, and then Anthony Simons, I was kind of surprised when I saw that he was a contestant because um, I didn't know he had that much bounce. I, I 
thought of him as more of a three point shooter for the Blazers. But um, apparently, I saw a video on Twitter yesterday, and he, he can get up there too. He was touching um almost the top of the backboard, so he could fly too. And then you got uh Zay's man Obi Toppin, uh, ain't no stopping Obi Toppin. So we'll we'll see what he can do. Yes, sir. We'll see what he could do uh this weekend though. But obviously, the dunk contest is usually always my favorite. And even though it's going to be at halftime, I still expect it to be a good show. So that's what I'm looking to for uh looking forward to the most. Uh, how about you though, Zay? Like you said, bro, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, my man Opie Doppin in the slam dunk contest. But I'm actually looking forward to see how they actually handle the whole situation with the way they actually handle procedures with everything going on in COVID-19 and restrictions on fans. So I'm just wondering, I wonder, you know, is it going to be the same atmosphere? Is it going to have the same energy? Because if you notice, games don't have that same energy no more. It's not the same atmosphere without the fans. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested in, like, how these skills competitions and and slam dunk, which relies on like fans to get them up, you know, when they can't dunk or whatnot. I wonder how that's going to go down this year, but it should be interesting to see. Obviously, I'll save my picks for Saturday, the day before, so that way we all can uh, see who wins that night, you know, a little friendly wager between us. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely excited for this weekend, definitely. No, I agree, Zay. That that will be interesting to see how, how everything gets handled. Uh, you know, who knows what, what they'll do as far as, you know, having people around like if other players will be able to watch the dunk contest or the three-point contest and stuff like that if they'll allow you know maybe friends and family in so there's at least a little bit of a crowd but um this is yeah this is like the first uh the first time we're seeing the all-star format like this during covid because if you guys remember about a month before the, sh- the no, shutdown technical issues i think you froze out Sean. uh did i free am i you guys can hear me Hello? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, I was just saying oh, there we kind go. of the kind of the first time that we see this this um this weird format for an all-star. Hopefully the last time as well. I'll I'll put that in there. But you know, I'm I'm the most thing I'm most excited for is is seeing the first time all stars get to play in the um in the game, such as you know, Julius Randle, Zach Levine, it's a first time all star. So I, I just like to see, you know, the new guys and if they get to have their have their moments. Uh hopefully we'll get to see a big uh fancy dunk from Zion since he declined to be in the dunk contest, which you know dunk contest and three point contest uh and the skills challenge lacking star talent has become somewhat of the norm for the NBA, which is unfortunate. You'd like to see someone like uh, Russell Westbrook or a LeBron James or a Zion Williamson competing in that dunk contest. I mean, these dudes we know can absolutely fly, uh, but shout out to the, to the little guys. Cause they always put on a show too. Um, one thing I wanted to, to bring up was we don't really know like like Isaiah said, we'll pick our, we'll make our picks on Saturday. But um, like I said, Zion opted out of the dunk contest Um Damian Lillard opted out of the three-point contest, and Lamelo Ball declined to participate in the skills challenge. Sean, what, is, what do you think about? Um, does the league have a problem with star players not wanting to compete in these uh, various various activities, or do you think it's just just because of COVID? Um, I think, well, yeah, I think it is a problem. Um, but I don't, I don't really blame the star players. Um, obviously, most of them that decline are playing in the All Star game, so I'm sure that. Um, usually it's on Saturday night, but still, I think they just want to enjoy the weekend. You know, uh, obviously they're, 
in a usual all-star weekend you get the rising stars challenge on friday and then all the events on saturday so i think they just want to hang out and, and obviously it's usually in a nice city so i think they want to hang out with their families and obviously other players get to see them and you know just chill out during the break so but this year, I, I think that, you know, we still see that, obviously, most of the star players opt out of uh, situations like this. But I think it is a problem. I think, you know, NBA should put some incentives or something, uh, maybe a little boost, obviously nothing big, but a little boost in their contract um, if they do do these events. Because I, I think it will just uh, boost the viewership up a lot. I think it will help the NBA out a lot, um, you know, boost the revenue. Because when you see those star players, uh, you know, in the commercials and the promos, I, I think people get more pumped up and people want to, you know, tune in more because obviously uh, some of the lesser names, if they see them in the promos, they're like, oh, maybe I don't want to watch this one. But I, I do think it's important to get those stars to, uh, you know, or participate in these skill competitions. We haven't seen it a lot in the past few years. So I, I do think that it is a problem. But I think there's a way to, um, you know, to get them to, to do these skill competitions, though. Um, so one more thing I wanted to ask you guys, and Isaiah, we'll start with you this time. Um, what's obviously we're just talking about star players and, you know, the lack of star power in these, in these competitions, such as the dunk contest, three point contest is a little more iffy. There's sometimes a star player like Stephen Curry will do it because it's less strenuous. It's just shooting a three ball and, uh, the skill challenge, obviously, whether it be any of those three competitions, what is, who's someone in this league that's like a bona fide star that you'd like to see uh, participate in one of these contests as a fan? Like you said earlier, I'd love to see Zion Williamson in the dunk contest. Obviously we're going to probably get LeBron again, where he's probably going to go his whole career and never do it for us. But that's, that's just one of the things we're sitting on. I think, I think like, like Sean said, there has to be incentive for these players that want to do it. But my issue is you shouldn't need incentive. Cause I mean, are these players really much better than the greats before him? Before them, excuse me, that participated in all these, the Vince Carters, the Kobe Bryants who participated in dunk contests. Are you really that much better than them? I just the play, think the players, in my opinion, are just being big babies and just need to, you know, suck it up and just do the events. But like like you said, I would love to see Zion Williamson in the dunk contest. The man can jump out of the building. That would just be absolutely nuts. And, and in three-point contest, I'd probably like to see like a Jokic maybe. Like some a big man, a big man star, maybe just you know go in there and, and light it up, similar to how Nurk Nowitzki did a couple of years back. Prior to, I would love to see a, a big man star go in there and light up the three point contest or a skills competition. Sean, you got anyone uh, certain you'd like to see in any of these competitions? Um, yeah, I mean my favorite player is Russell Westbrook, so obviously I would love to see him in the dunk contest. I think. Uh, he slowed down a little bit, you know, in the past couple of years, especially this year. It hasn't been his greatest year, but he's still got that balance. He's still super explosive going to the rim. So obviously I would love to see him in the dunk contest. I, I think he's similar to LeBron. I don't think he's ever going to end up doing it, but uh, that would be my one guy that I, I definitely want to see in the dunk contest. But um, I was just going to say on Zion, though, I, I think that we're definitely going to see a lot of lobs in the All-Star game because the All-Star game is usually lob city. So even though we're not going to get him in the dunk contest, I, I still think that we're going to get a lot of explosive dunks from him uh, in the All-Star game. No, that's right. Um, someone, you know, I'd like to see in the dunk contests would be uh, Giannis. I think that maybe he wouldn't be able to pull out so much stuff athletically, but uh, the dude's got hop. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you guys remember the lob or the, the lob, it was like a bounce pass that sailed up in the air. And, mm -hmm. and it must have been 
10 or 12 feet high and he jumped up and slammed it in and i was just blown away by that so Giannis is certainly someone i'd like to see um participate in that dunk contest there um, yeah hey dwight howard won that one time so <laughs> and that might be part yeah. of the reason i don't want to join now <laughs> those are some of the the, the the white howard and nate robinson dunk contest was some of the most long boring drawn out dunk contest ever and i'm a knicks fan and i told <laughs> you it was hard Summon. It was hard to watch the kryptonite Nate Robinson go over. It, it, it took forever. They they created the Nate Robinson rule. Like it was hard to watch. <laughs> yeah, that, no, I agree with Jay. I don't think it was boring. I, I think that was one of the better dunk contests. I thought it was absolutely. Uh, boring. I thought the presentation was great. They put on a great show outside of the dunk contest. But as far as the dunks, I could care less for them. Yeah, that's I, usually what the dunk contest is, though. I think it's all about the theatrics and all, like, the props that you use and the players that you bring out. I think that has a big part to do with, you know, the judges, Um, obviously. And obviously the dunk has to be good, too. But I, I think it's it's more of a show than it is of uh, anything. No, I agree. But I, the thing when you say stars, you don't want stars to also affect the outcome of it. Like, I thought Blake Griffin was terrible, his dunk contest. And his winning dunk over the, over the, over the hood of a car, 90% of the league could do. So I, I just yeah. thought, you know, he won more of that because of this the spectacle and the star around him. So <laughs> <laughs> right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And no, I do agree. Very nice <laughs> yeah, that Blake Griffin one was one of the most boring ones, but I'm hoping this one this weekend could be something we got, you know, with Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine. That's I think that's the best dunk contest that I've seen in my lifetime. So I'm oh, definitely man. looking forward to I want to see something like that. One of my favorite dunks that I've ever seen in that contest was the uh, the Gerald Green cupcake dunk. That was <laughs> blew my mind when I saw that he he was actually able to just go right up to it and just blow it out. I was just like, no way, he got that. Obviously, I didn't watch that live, but I I, I caught it on YouTube a few years later. Um, so with that, you didn't watch do... it <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Hey, I'm kind of young, so <laughs> basketball kind of late. Um, but hey, here we are. Um, with that being said, we'll get into our first game break of the day. Talk about some games we're looking forward to before the first half of the season ends. But first, we'll get a message from Clovercrest. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. I crossed up by Kobe, well, floated Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, hold on. But I didn't make my point. I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clover Quest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. All right, so like I was saying uh, before the break there, uh, the first half of the season is coming to an end. They have released the second half of the year uh, schedule, so we'll talk about that after All-Star Weekend ends. And um, But for now, we're going to talk about some games we're looking forward to uh, at the end of this uh, first half. Obviously, this is the final week of the season, uh, the first half of the season, excuse me. So, um, Isaiah, why don't, you, why don't you tell us a game you're looking forward to uh, this upcoming week? My game is definitely tonight. It's going to be Lakers and Suns at 1030. Uh, two teams going in the complete opposite direction. Obviously, the Lakers a little better lately, but not the team that you're expecting them to be. You want them to be – we're expecting the Lakers to be that number one dominant team, and they haven't been that lately with the loss of Anthony Davis. So it's a good way to see, you know, 
how they do up against a really tough team in the uh, West. We know how they do against tough teams in the East. We've seen that recently. So against a team in um, the West, that'd be awesome to see. And not to mention, I want to see how Aaron Booker, um, excuse me, Devin Booker responds to, uh, to being snubbed out of the All-Star game. See if he goes off tonight. So that'd be awesome. So one of the games I'm looking forward to. Sean, what do you got for us? Yeah, my game is going to be uh, Thursday night on TNT at 8.30. It's the Heat and the Pelicans. Um, the Heat are quietly, you know, starting to, you know, build their backs up in the Eastern Conference race. Uh, I think they're the fifth seed right now, and they've won six games in a row. And so they, they've looked really good recently. Um, obviously, getting Jimmy Butler back from injury about a month ago, um, it, it took a little while to for them to get rolling. But now they're, uh, they're really starting to get it rolling. I think that you know, him and Bam are a dynamic duo. And then you got shooters like, uh, you know, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson on the team. So I think they're really starting to find their groove. Obviously, they had the short off season, so that was tough too. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to that. And then on the Pelicans side, they got a huge win last night against uh, the Jazz. Um, you know, obviously the team with the best record in the league right now. So I think the Pelicans are a team to watch out for in the second half. And I, I want to see if they can carry their momentum from last night uh, into the All-Star break. So those are two teams that I think are on the rise right now. So I'm definitely uh, looking forward to that on Thursday. But, oh, uh, yeah, what's your game? Yeah, so um, I'm also going for a game on Thursday, and this one isn't on national television. But nevertheless, it'll be broadcast uh, where me and you are, Sean. I don't know if, if the Celtics games are showed up by Isaiah. I think it's more Knicks and Nets up towards his end. But um, Yeah, that was the team. <laughs> the Celtics versus the Raptors on Thursday at 7 o'clock. Uh, these are these are two teams who have kind of had, you know, the re- the same thing happen to them just in the reverse order. Uh, the Celtics got off to a good start. They were trending towards the top of the Eastern Conference, and obviously the Raptors were struggling. We had talked about them maybe just like selling all their pieces and giving up on the season, but what do you know? Here they are. They've clawed their way back into uh, seventh place in the East, right behind the Celtics. They have this the identical records. Um, and and the Celtics kind of have just fallen apart. I mean, this is a team that a lot of people expected this to be from last year to maybe next year or the year after that to be their championship window. And it's just kind of upsetting for the um, for Boston fans, not only the fans but the players, to be struggling like this uh, early on this season. Obviously, we know they have big man issues. So Pascal Siakam will be, depending he's back from COVID-19 protocols, will be a problem for them down there. Um, I, I think this is a game that, that is important to both these teams. I think it'll be a statement when whoever wins, you know, kind of, they're t- two teams who are kind of just floating in the middle and, and we'll get to see which one of them kind of has the upper hand on the other one. Cause this, these are two teams that might meet in the playoffs, depending on where they finish in the Eastern conference. So that should be interesting to see. Um, let's What's that? I doubt it. I doubt it, but <laughs> hey, you never yeah, know. Hey, we cut Toronto some slack, people. They're playing a whole season as an away team. Okay. They're not home. It, it's very hard to play away from home, away from your family, away from you. You know, it's hard to do it in a bubble situation for a couple of weeks. So imagine how they're doing it for a whole season, not being with their family. So we got to give Toronto a little bit of, of slack there. They're dealing with a lot emotionally and physically. So. Yes, yeah. no, that, that certainly is a part I think a lot of people look best is the fact that Toronto 
is nowhere near Toronto. They're basically just the Tampa Bay Raptors. And um, no matter if they're playing in their, their home arena down there in Tampa or away on the road, Zay's right, all of their games technically are road games. So can't imagine what that's like for the players down there. But, hey, they're pulling it together, so I'm rooting for them. Not to, not to be my Sixers, but I'm rooting for them to, to just stick stick where they are. They have no business being at the, at the top with us. Uh, I'm just joking. Um, so What's the top? Top uh, is yeah. special. <laughs> you stop flipping real soon. It's gonna be all New York real soon. One and two. <laughs> hey, we'll one see. Two. I, the Knicks are playing well right now. I, I, I can't Vegas will go knock that. Crazy. If the Knicks and Nets are one and two, Vegas will go crazy. Vegas. Betting that will go on in New York. <laughs> oh boy. Well, we'll see how that works out, Zay. I, I, you know. I'm not going to say the Knicks fans um, don't deserve it because they do. Y'all have been through a lot. So <laughs> um, we'll get into the next, next topic here. Um, Victor Oladipo recently turned down a two-year extension from the Rockets. Obviously, he wants out. The Rockets have lost 12 straight games. Uh, they, they possibly had their worst game in franchise history a few nights ago. I believe they shot. Four for 45 from three-point mm-hmm. range, which is, I think it was 3.9% or 8.9%, some low single-digit number. Um, guys, basically, do you think a team right now, that's uh, whether it be a team that's looking to build for the future or a team that's trying to make a run right now, could use Victor Oladipo, Sean? Uh, I think he makes more sense for a team that's, you know, close to a championship contender. I don't think, you know, he's he's going to I don't think he's a good fit for a younger team that's looking towards the future. Because um, I think Victor Oladipo, uh, obviously, he's not too old, but I think through all the injuries, I, I think that, you know, he's kind of regressed this season. I think he's starting to get to the, the back end of his career, um, obviously. And it's unfortunate because just a couple of years ago on the Pacers, uh, he was one of the best players in the league when he was an all star. But I think that, you know, you could tell his shooting has went down. His playmaking ability has went down. And it, he is in a tough situation right now. I'll give him that. Um, obviously, like you said, the Rockets are playing some of the worst basketball in the league right now. But I think he makes more sense for a, a championship contender to be, you know, that second or third option um, to come help a team. Because I think that as a number one option, I don't think he could do that anymore. But I think he could help, you know, a contender to, you know, get over the top. So I think a team like the Clippers – would make sense. Um, I don't think they have a, a dominant shooting guard right now. Uh, obviously, they their starting lineup they play pretty big, and then they bring in you know Luke Kennard. So I, I think that you know he would make, and obviously Lou Williams too coming off the bench. But I think Victor Oladipo, if you you know go a little smaller that starting lineup, I think he could fit into that group. And then obviously you know working with Kawhi and PG, he could be the third option. And I think that you know it would help him out a lot because I, I think that you know um, he, he he could still score if he's the third option of the team and he'll get more open looks with guys like that. So I think a team like the Clippers would make sense. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Zay? I just want to know where Kawhi is going to play if he's there. Uh, I mean, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I think that actually would be a great duo. I just don't think there's enough room on the court for that. Whether he's playing the two or the three, you have to, you know, you're running into the issue with PG and um, Leonard, but I think actually, I think a return to Florida wouldn't be bad for him. I think he could fit right then in Miami. He can add some extra firepower. I think Tyler Hero's been a slight bit of a letdown. I, I, I mean, obviously he's still playing well, but not to the to the capacity he was playing in the bubble. And at the point guard position, they really don't have that much of an answer. So if you could f- bring him in and 
Maybe he can help out with the offense. Maybe even, I don't know, possibly even run the offense through him at some point or, or through him and Jimmy Butler. I think maybe you could have a situation there. But like like um, Sean said, he's going to have to be going to a team that's ready to win right now as opposed to a team that's looking to to build for the future because he's probably on the the opposite the other opposite side of a big contract, in my opinion. So the turning down was crazy. Yeah. Um, so I, I think – for in order for Victor Victor Oladipo, <laughs> that's funny. Um, for Victor Oladipo to kind of be effective, I think he might have to look into coming off the bench. And these two teams uh, would would have to bring him off the bench if he was there. And I think uh, one of the two teams that would be a good fit is is Phoenix. I mean, I think that that their bench is a little bit weaker than most teams in the Western Conference, so it wouldn't help to have a six-man like Victor Oladipo coming off the bench. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being a six-man. You could get six, be a six-man and get starter minutes uh, coming off the bench with that second unit scoring a lot. I think another team that could use um, some offensive firepower off the bench is the Portland Trailblazers. Um, obviously, McCollum. The, and yeah, exactly. Jordan Clarkson is having a monstrous season this year, averaging nearly 20 points a game. And he's coming off the bench, so yeah. But he's not going to get paid as much as Victor Oladipo is. <laughs> so that's big true. You got to remember, if you're going to come off the bench, you're going to have to accept a shorter salary, also. So they, they come that comes to it. That is true, but they're starting to be more value in the sixth man. So you never know how much money these guys could get. Um, but I, I think that's something that that these teams should look at him as a um a sixth man. And Jace is right. Something about Jordan Clarkson has to be brought up, or else. No, uh, next. <laughs> we're not really doing a show here, are we? Um, so let's see. Let's get into our second game break of the day. But before that, we'll get a message from Clovercrest. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Can you believe it? It hasn't happened. Swing and a miss, strike three, it's over. The Red Sox have won the world championship. Tune in to the newest show presented by Clovercrest Media. It's OB's Backstop Podcast. Catch it twice a week, every Red Sox series finale on your favorite podcast platform. All I have to say to that is go Yankees. Anyways. Nah, I'd love, love to see that. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. I'm going to be a co-host on that show. Me and Ovi did the first episode on Sunday. So for all you you non-Yankee fans, all the stinkers, uh, Red Sox fans, go check it out. No, 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 no. Come to the roll call. That's where that's where the good guys go. Um, no, no, they don't. They go to Queens. All the fun people hang out in Queens. Oh, what are y'all talking brother. about? What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, hey, well, let's not argue Jeez. about let's not argue about baseball on our basketball show. We can save that for another time. Um, so uh, something Isaiah wanted me to cover on the show, which I was very happy to oblige to, was a video surfacing of Miles Garrett absolutely tearing it up on the basketball court. I mean, look at that. The dude is big as hell. He's bullying people in the paint dunking the ball he's got a nice smooth jump shot too uh beautiful form on that uh zay you you want to we wanted to talk about it what do you got to say about miles garrett on the court 
think it's, I think it's amazing. I, I there was a lot of criticism over the week where I was hearing about football players not being able to compete at the basketball level and this that uh, on ESPN. And I was like, are you guys watching this guy? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it, he could compete similar to the Marcus Campies and Allen Iversons of the NBA league. I'm pretty sure he could compete, just not at you know at, at the level of maybe an NBA all superstar. But I think he can compete at that. I think you know, I think he'd go down there, be a big Ben Wallace type, and beat up people and grab rebounds or something like that. But I, I, I thought he looked impressive in the videos. I don't know what you saw. You just say Allen Iverson? Are you nuts? <laughs> what you mean? Allen Iverson plays some football, boy. Oh, Allen Iverson plays some football, boy, down uh, there yeah, in Virginia. I, I know that. Yeah, he was he was a great quarterback. But uh, I, I thought you were saying Miles Garrett could be on that level. I, I, I misunderstood you because AI was cold. Nah. He could yeah. play. Yeah, he could play. That's what I said. Him and Marcus Gamby. Marcus Gamby was a huge college football. He, so he could have made it either way. So yeah. I, I, I don't know what this was. I don't think Miles Garrett could play in the NBA, though. I, I think it's a nice highlight video. I, I, I'm i sure, he, you know, he's got some good dunks. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure there was a lot of misses, too. Obviously, it's just the highlights of him hitting the shots. So. I, I'm not saying that obviously Miles Garrett would destroy me in basketball, destroy most people, but saying I don't think that he would be able to play at an NBA level. That, I mean, it's impressive, sure, but I look I at mean, his fundamentals. He's he's, he's a slow. better shooter than Joakim Noah. He's he's six four though, so he would have to be playing a guard, maybe a, a small small forward. But he in the video, you could tell he's he would not be as fast as some of those NBA players. I think some of the guards, if he was on the perimeter, would absolutely cook him. Even though he's he's obviously a great athlete, but I just don't know if he could handle the speed of the NBA like guards. Like Baby Davis, like Baby Baby Davis version two. That's what he'd be down there, just grabbing rebounds and, and dunking it. That's all he got to do. He, he I don't need to do nothing else. Grab rebounds. He definitely gets some boards. I'll give you that. I, I think he'd be a good enforcer, like a, a Charles Oakley, just a little bit smaller. But the enforcer is usually not the best basketball player in the court. He's usually there to protect the guys. I mean, and that that was more in the '90s. So I don't even know if he would have a role in today's NBA. Change the NBA. I miss the enforcers. <laughs> I I don't agree. <laughs> All right, we'll get into um, our third topic in a minute. I just wanted to go over some basic league things that are going on. The Hawks parted ways with Lloyd Pierce and hired Nate McMillan on an interim basis. Uh, so uh, that's that. Hawks don't have a coach as of right now. Uh, like I said, Oladipo turned down that two-year contract. We obviously talked about where he can go. Um, the Spurs have been the latest NBA team to okay limited attendance um obviously there's there's teams around the league that are slowly slowly ushering in fans so that is nice to see uh per- permitted it's done safely and then um obviously all-star weekend's coming up so there should be some fun things going on there uh so getting right back to the miles garrett conversation uh we usually try to end the show with something fun um Obviously, Sean might have a different opinion on this than Isaiah, but so I'll start with Isaiah. Isaiah, do you think an NBA team could use Miles Garrett's strength and dominance down low? And like you were saying, he could grab some boards, block some shots. Which team in the league would you like to see Miles Garrett playing for? Shoot, I think he could play for the Pistons or Cleveland right now. 
They both need some defensive toughness on both sides. I, honestly, after watching uh, the Pistons the other night against my the New York Knicks, they play no defense absolutely at all. They're the worst. I believe they're the worst defensive team in the league. And, and they could use a guy like Miles Garrett down there, grabbing rebounds, pushing up people, you know, taking five, six fouls a game. You need a guy like that. You know, you come to the hole and he gets his fouls and gets out the game. So I think he fit right well with like a Detroit or a Cleveland a team that just needs some defense and a big body. I think he'd work. <laughs> Sean, uh, maybe I can ask you a, a different version of the question. Do you think Miles Garrett would be able to play in the NBA? And if so, give him a team. Um, I mean, if if I don't think he would, but if he was going to play in the NBA, I think a team like that, like Isaiah said, the Pistons or Cavs would make sense. Uh, obviously, not a lot of talent, but one other team I would mention is the Kings. Um, they're they're also one of the worst defensive teams in the league. Uh, they just lost to the Hornets the other night. They were up ten, you know, with under a minute to go, and they ended up blowing it. Um, so I think that you know they're obviously terrible at defense. I, I think that uh, what Jay said in the comments, I think that I could see him as like a small ball center. Uh, similar to what like PJ Tucker uh, was for the Rockets last year. I don't think the Kings usually go that small, but um, I, I think that you know that that would make sense. Obviously, you grab some boards, maybe play some good defense. But um, other than that, I what? he could foul out. He could foul out. He I, <laughs> he would definitely be big. Yeah, I think he would probably foul out the most in the league. Oh, football see. football players playing basketball, they're they're usually hacking like crazy. I um, yeah. I mean, I agree with you guys. I think that a, a team that obviously is struggling with talent right now could use uh, pending times were normal. Uh, influx in ticket sales would be a big reason to bring an NFL star to your NBA team. But um, I, I think he he can make somewhat of an impact coming off the bench, maybe for one of these teams. You know, if anything, he could just be like a locker room guy. But I, I think he's very physically strong, so I think that. He would have somewhat of an impact uh, playing against some of these teams. Uh, obviously, he can dunk like a madman. We saw that. He has a nice, smooth shot, so maybe he could hit some mid-range. Um, but the next part of my question here is, if not Miles Garrett, who is an NFL player you think could fit in to the um, – could fit not only fit in but impact an NBA court on an on a NBA team? Sean, I'll start with you. Yeah, so when uh, a couple episodes ago when we did our our non uh, NBA athletes, I I picked a lot of NFL players, and uh, I, I won't go that direction again. Even though I think Julio Jones would obviously be electric, but uh, one other one other receiver from the NFL, I think that would do great uh, is Odell Beckham. Obviously, he's he's coming off an ACL injury, but uh, he's he's got that bounce. He's got a ridiculous vertical. Um, obviously, he's super fast, and I, I've seen some videos of him playing basketball before, and he, he's got a he's got a pretty good shot. So. I think that, you know, he would make sense as maybe a point guard or, or shooting guard. Um, obviously, maybe a slasher to the rim because of his speed and his athleticism. I, I think he would be able to fly with the best of them and uh, create some some really good dunks. So I think he could come off the bench and, and be a good guard for uh, one of these teams. But, um, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, Odell, he could play literally any sport. Um, there's a video complimentation of him, you know, playing, you know, softball, soccer, all these different sports. So he's a great athlete. I, I think he would fit right in uh, to the NBA. But uh, who else do you think uh, would fit, uh, Zay? Well, do they have to be current? <laughs> uh, you could choose a former player if you want. We won't, no, uh, we won't, we won't have any rules. <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard. I think you can almost take, though, any of the great tight ends 
whether it's Tony Gonzalez, Jimmy Graham, or Antonio Gates, one of those guys you could fit them in. And I think they could be actually a cornerstone on any basketball team because they balled out in college. And so I think those are great additions to any team. They have ridiculous verticals. They're obviously gigantic men. They're all about, I believe, six, five and above. So I think they'd be a great addition to every team, whether at the small forward position or small power forward. I think any of those great tight ends could fit in on any team. Yeah, uh, I'll go somewhat of a of a fun route here. Um, maybe we can get another Isaiah Thomas going in the league, uh, as in Isaiah Thomas, the little short guy. Um, <laughs> we can get Mister either Russell Wilson or or uh, Kyler Murray in the in the NBA. I think that they're obviously very very fast. Kyler Murray's a little bit more fresh in the leg, so he can he can be a speed demon on that court. And uh, obviously they have they have Russell Wilson more than Kyler Murray has pinpoint accuracy. So I think Russell Wilson would be a um, a god making plays out there on the basketball court with his. He could throw the deep ball. He could throw you know slick little behind the back passes. He, I, I'm I'm confident Russell Wilson could make make the make the most difficult of passes and set up guys for not only. Uh, three-point shots, mid-range shots, but he could throw some lobs too. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, if no one else has anything to say for the show, I believe that is it. We will be back. We weren't We weren't back last Saturday, so I guess technically I lied, but we will be back this Saturday at 1 and the following Tuesday at 5. Catch us both of those days, same time, twice a week on the Posting Up podcast for uh, Kings A and Sean Scanlon. This has been Lucas Bolduck in the Posting Up podcast from Clovercrest. Peace.